What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Tyler and Bush coming at you with the Sunday recap, also known as Black Monday. We're coming at you with every recap of every game except for the ones that we didn't like. Uh, Tyler, how you doing? Fantastic. Um, I'm absolutely living over here. Uh, I've been complaining all week that this is probably the worst slate of primetime games we've ever got. Uh, starting off with your Jets and your Denver Broncos, which is terrible. Um, a Sunday night game of the 49ers and Eagles. Ah, what a gift. That was probably a great schedule about, you know, four weeks ago. It's not now. Um, and then the final Falcons and then Packers, which was going to be a walk for the Packers. And then, you know, the Chiefs game gets moved over and there's a bunch of COVID cases and the Titans blow up uh, and the Steelers aren't playing. Titans Steelers are supposed to be a really fun game. That didn't happen. Uh, instead, we had to create our own fun in the form of another Cowboys blown loss. You'd love to see it. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so um, we're going to hit the intro and then we'll get into the first game. All right, so... Um, we're starting off with the Jaguars 25, Bengals 33. Joe Burrow gets his first win of his NFL career. The Bengals are still kind of a joke, but a little bit less of a joke now. It's safe to say. I think the biggest story, I know you were a big fan of this guy coming into the, the year. I am a big fan of him now because I just traded for him in my big money league. And a lot of people made fun of me for getting rid of Aaron Jones for Joe Mixon and AJ Brown. But Joe Mixon, man. 25 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns, also added six receptions for 30 yards uh, through the air. Just just finally, Joe Mixon shows up. That's my boy. That's my boy. I love you. I love you like a son, Joe. Uh, you look fantastic. I mean, what a gift. I mean, this was the game where every single player from the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars and, and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals that I love and was advocating for uh, in the offseason – Showed up for me. LaVishka Chenault, T. Higgins were two rookies I was very high on. They looked really, really good. Joe Mixon decided he wanted to play football again this year, so he showed up. Uh, it was a really fun game to watch. If you're a Joe Mixon shareholder and your heart's been breaking for the past three weeks, um, this has been – this was great. I love this. I'm bathing in Joe Mixon um, because my fantasy teams did not look good at all um, this week because I have Austin, a nice guy named Austin Eckler that we'll get to in a bunch of those leagues. And, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm only going to win one league this week, but I don't even care because Joe Mixon, he's back, baby. <laughs> yeah, and another guy who's also back, DJ Chark, coming off a quiet first couple weeks as well as an injury-riddled kind of first couple weeks, gets on track with nine targets, eight receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. LaVisca Chenault also had a nice game receiving. In terms of uh, the Bengals receiving core, uh, Tyler Boyd, with eight targets, seven receptions, 90 yards, just consistent as always. Uh, AJ Green, I believe, got hurt in this game. I think it was like a shoulder injury or something like that. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, so he, uh, he did go down. Um, it was kind of weird. Like, they were, he was on the sideline for a while. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a weird situation to, to watch. Uh, one thing it does concern me with um, is – I, I have been advocating that I love A.J. Green, not for fantasy purposes whatsoever, but that he will consistently take away the number one cornerback from yours truly, Tyler Boyd. Um, this isn't really an issue for Jacksonville. It's going to be an issue when you start facing more legitimate teams that they'll go back and then start seeing again. 
that Tyler Boyd's going to get locked down. Uh, it, it's, it's what was happening to A.J. Green. A.J. Green's still a good receiver. We don't want him in fantasy for this reason that happened today. He gets hurt. But Tyler Boyd may start seeing the number one corners. Um, and, again, not, not an issue with Jacksonville. This, this is kind of an outlier. T. Higgins may be looking like a really, really great guy to go, to go get uh, if A.J. Green goes down. Yeah, and speaking of A.J. Green going down, if he is out for a prolonged period of time, T. Higgins steps up again, seven targets, four receptions, 77 yards. Also had a carry for, uh, for about 10, 13 yards, I believe. So, I mean, T. Higgins is stepping into the kind of A.J. Green role. He's just a younger version of the dude, basically, is the way he's playing. And uh, from the quarterback position, both guys were great streamers. Both guys kind of delivered, to be honest. They were both – I mean, Joe Burrow had a bit of a down game in terms of touchdowns because of Joe Mixon, but – Minshew yeah. for especially had a, a solid game if you streamed him. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say what I like about Cincinnati, and then we'll kind of look at the uh, Jacksonville side of things. Giovanni Bernard did not catch a ball today. Yeah, uh, Giovanni Bernard ran the ball twice today. Uh, this has been an issue where we're like, okay, Giovanni Bernard is going to catch like five balls every single game, and we're just going to take on the chin. Joe Mixon's not going to be, and that was not an issue today. So I was very happy about that. Um, and then, again, we'll talk about Minshew. He was he – was, pretty solid i mean this is this is what i expected from jacksonville that week one was a huge outlier where i was yeah, like 40 pass attempts is about what i expect from jacksonville most weeks yeah but the, exactly like this is this is this is where i'm start, starting to like kind of just figure out this is what we're gonna see uh james robinson looked all right um you know the negative game script most of the time so trying to claw back from behind uh, still 21 touches can't go wrong there just he didn't get in the end zone but he was still fine so absolutely points there for yeah. sure. so we consistently know he's just going to be your horse uh guy you can definitely depend on again dj shark lavisha chenault probably the only guys you you know really even want to mess with obviously dj shark there's your confidence back uh, and LaVisca with chenault, shark back to keelan cole's droppable you don't need keelan cole anymore no you don't exactly um I think that really touches on everything in this game. Yep. Let's go on to the next game. We kind of teased it already. Probably the teams that you hate the most, uh, Browns, 49 Cowboys, 38, um, Baker Mayfield. And so let's start on the Brown side, pretty efficient game. Uh, 19 for 30, uh, 165 yards and two touchdowns. This is basically what Baker Mayfield's going to do in his good games is pass for like under 200 yards and, and have a couple touchdowns. He is not good. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this. This was like a charity game where they were like letting the Jets take turns on the field away from being everything I hate about football because uh, I hate the Browns and I hate the Cowboys and I hate the Jets. Am I going to tell you my order of the three? I can't because it changes every time. Um, they're all pathetic organizations. So, yeah, that was a tough watch. I was consistently going back and forth with who I was cheering for, but today I decided to go with the Browns because I love an embarrassing Cowboys loss, and that's what, what this was was – Board uh, today, words, good job. Um, Baker, here you go. Here's Stefanski and what Baker should be every single game. Congratulations, you found the formula. You stop making him make plays. It does not work. It's just his thing. You're going to just have to depend on your run game. Chubb goes down. Kareem Hunt looked really solid. I mean, is <laughs> they're good. Like, they're going to consistently run the ball no matter who's there. Um, obviously Jarvis was making fun plays. Odell was making fun plays. The offense looks like they're actually having fun and they're putting up productive numbers from it. Yeah. And you said they're going to run the ball just about whoever's back there. And there's a guy named Dearness Johnson in this game that had 13 carries for 95 yards out of nowhere. And as you mentioned, Chubb did go down in this one. I, I expect it's like a mild, like MCL sprain or something like a four week, two to four week injury. 
they would have said like, we fear a torn ACL if that's what it was. It's not, it, I don't think it's that they said they're optimistic that it's not a season and season ending injury. But yeah, as you mentioned, Odell Beckham, holy man, he got back on track in a big way here. Five receptions, 81 yards, two touchdowns, two carries and 73 yards and a touchdown, including the one that clinched the game. So, I mean, big takeaways on the Browns offense are obviously that Odell Beckham Jr. is probably the biggest sell high candidate that you can think of. Like, yeah, to be honest, like I know I don't want to get in the habit of anytime anyone has a good game, we're like, oh, sell high. But Odell Beckham is not like he didn't have that much volume. Like he had eight targets, but that's like his ceiling on a weekly basis. Like they don't throw the ball enough for them uh, to have that many targets. They're also not going up against probably the worst secondary in the league every game. Yeah. Um, the other thing I take away from this is I'm pretty sure Jarvis Landry is a better quarterback than Baker. Ooh, low, low, low blow on Baker. Um, as uh, on, on the end of Dallas, here's the situation. We do not have Barkley. We do not have McCaffrey. And it's looking like we're not going to have Elliott very often either because this is just going to become a thing. The defense is going to bury them, and you're going to see the run game disappear. And that's what this is now. Dak's going to run occasionally. To be fair, he caught eight balls for 71 yards. So in terms of his fantasy outlook, it's like on the ground, it's not looking great for Barkley because the – or not, not for Barkley, for Zeke because the offensive line is like not to the Dallas Cowboys standard that they've been the, the past couple of years. And, but like Zeke, Zeke catching eight balls for 71 yards really saves his stat line. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about Ezekiel Elliott personally. Okay. So that's, that's just fine. Tony Pollard took some touches. He took a touchdown away. That sucks. Uh, for Zeke owners, I am not one. So I'm not really crying about that. <laughs> Amari looked great. Yeah. I mean, he looked fantastic. And he said before this game, I saw um, Jared Smola from Draft Sharks, like, quote tweeted one of these tweets from a Cowboys beat reporter that was like, for the first time all season, I feel healthy was a quote from Amari Cooper or something. And he was like uh, 12 for 172 and two touchdowns incoming. And he was pretty close, man. Um, but uh, CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver two on this team already. It's my, a big takeaway from this, to, in my opinion. I, like, I thought Gallup was going to hold on to that role for a while. I do think Gallup is a solid buy-low candidate because this team is going to be throwing a lot, yeah. like, the whole year. And Gallup being phased out for, like – I mean, like, he had a big game last week. So if anyone's worried about Michael Gallup, then you can get him for, like, lower than what he's worth, which I think all three of these guys are wide receiver twos and with, with Cooper being, like, a low-end wide receiver one. Yep. Uh, enjoy Dalton Schultz. I mean, he got a touchdown. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is when I'm asked, who should I start uh, Gallup or Cooper? Who do you think is going to get the touchdown this week? That guy. Cause I can't give you solid answers anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I could justify seeing Cooper being the, uh, sorry, not, not Gall- Gallup and lamb. My apologies. Um, yeah. Whoever's going to catch the touchdown. Apparently CD lamb is going to be the guy that's going to do that more often. Um, as far as, like, an overall game, Cowboys should be 0-4. I mean, this is – they – and the thing is, is they still will probably win the NFC East. And I – something needs to be fixed. I mean, I don't want to get into that discussion. Maybe maybe that, that's definitely an off-season thing to talk about. But, like, this is an issue. This division's terrible. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, we can probably get off this game. We've been on it for a while. So let's go Saints-Lions. Saints, Lions. Saints uh, 35, Lions 29. Um, <laughs> I mean, pretty solid game overall from Drew Brees. Kind of a bounce-back spot where he didn't look completely washed like he has the past couple weeks. 
Um, Alvin Kamara continues to do Alvin Kamara things. Even, I mean, to, to his standards, he might've even had a down game based on what he's done thus far this season. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? This, this game was kind of interesting to me because I'm like, wow, the Lions got ahead early. Um, maybe they'll blow it in the fourth. No, no, no. They decided to blow it before the half. So good for them. Uh, they went into halftime. They were up 14 nothing at one point. I think they scored on their first two drives. And yeah, was- yeah, and they looked really good, too. Completely downhill at that point. Kenny Galladay t- caught a touchdown. And I'm like, thank God, because the rest of the game, he did nothing. Um, it's unfortunate because this offense is just – when it's on, it looks beautiful. And when it's off, which is most of the time, it is a mess. This team is a mess. Patricia really put up his case to be fired first. Uh, I really should start like a you know office pool style thing on who's going to get fired first, Dan Quinn, Gase. Uh, I think it's going to be Gase. I think they lose next week and he's gone. I mean, this there's there's such a mess in the NFL with some of these coaches, but Patricia looked rough. This is not a good good case for him. Uh, yeah, you could say the Saints are a better team. They are. You got a fourteen nothing. You got to you got to not be embarrassed by halftime. Like if you're down by two touchdowns at halftime and you started up fourteen nothing, like what happened? Like things just collapsed for them. Um, it was a mess. The Saints deserve to win this game because the Lions just gave up. And then they tried to come back at the end like the Lions do, and they fall up short. The Saints receiving, thats it's a big issue, obviously, without Michael Thomas. Like, Emmanuel Sanders, nine targets, six receptions, 93 yards. That's all well and good. Traquan Smith actually has two touchdowns in this one, which is kind of weird. But, I mean, is Traquan Smith a pickup? No, because I think, I think Thomas is back next week. So I think that completely nullifies Traquan Smith because you know Thomas is going to get his object – like his – obligatory 15 targets a game uh, once he comes back. Yeah, there was some weird stat that, like, Drew Brees was, like, 0-3 without Michael Thomas in his career. So that's a wash. Um, I don't know. I I think this was a good game for the Saints. I mean, obviously, the Lions have a really good offense, but they're going to compete with you. But only one touchdown in the, in the second half. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how legitimate this team is. And I guess Michael Thomas does provide some value for you. Um, you just locked down Camara, though. I mean, it, this isn't a 13 win team like we thought they were going to be when we were coming into the season. I think they win 10 games. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be tough. And then on the on the end of the Lions and Miles Sanders, a huge breakout run. Yeah, there. I know. I just saw that too. On the end of the Lions, why are you using Adrian Peterson? You're not going to like. You're not a re, you're a rebuilding team. Why are you using Adrian Peterson? I don't understand this. I know Adrian Peterson's like a medical marvel because he's like 36 years old and he still runs the same way he did like 10 years ago. But you like DeAndre Swift looked good in this game. He had a nice receiving touchdown on the first drive of the game. Like just use the kid, man. Like I know he dropped a game winning touchdown, but like there's no reason to be using Adrian Peterson. The issue is not that they're using Adrian Peterson. It's that they have very high capital last year. Well, not last year, but this current year in the draft, they had a lot of high capital and they decided to get a running back. And if you're going to do that, you damn well might well you want to use them. I mean, my grammar's been terrible today, but don't ask questions. This is a joke. Like, if you're going to get a guy that high in the draft, you have to utilize him or it's, or it's useless. Like, what are you doing so high in the draft? You're just going to find yourself right back there, and, and that's what I think the Lions will. You're going to enjoy a nice top 10 pick once again, and Matt Stafford is going to be questioned, and he may be moved. And the same with Patricia. I think he's going to be moved, too. Yeah, like this This team is like the definition of mediocre to me. Like, I don't think they're a terrible team because I think their roster has talent. 
But if you ask me where to go for them in the draft right now, linebacker, corner, like they, they kind of just need a little bit of everything plus better coaching. Like that's just kind of how their roster is right now. And I mean, maybe they need a new quarterback. Maybe they need some youth. I, like, I have no idea. I think if Matthew, like if Matthew Stafford and who, by the way, had a good game, if he started him in fantasy, because yeah. I mean, he was off to an excellent start. It looked like he was going to have a monster game, but uh, he kind of cooled off for like the second to the end of the fourth quarter, pretty much. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we can get off this game as well. Seahawks, Dolphins. I'm, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, obviously, because you're a Dolphins fan. Um, Seattle Seahawks, 31, Miami Dolphins, 23. Um, from a fantasy perspective, uh, probably not what you wanted out of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though he kind of saved his day a little bit by rushing for a touchdown at the end. Um, Russell Wilson, kind of a down game as well, based on what we've seen from him thus far this season. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm crying. Uh, I said don't bring it to a till like the, the Jets stretch or it's Jets by Jets. I want him now. We're losing games because of Fitzpatrick. Like, this is killing me. Like, I mean, I'm dying. This is a game we could have won. Seriously. I mean, we kicked, what, four? We kicked five field goals in a row. Like, we, we just couldn't stop. Like, it was an addiction. We were just like, all right, let's not finish drives. Let's get close and not finish. I mean, that was like the thing all, all game. And any value that you may have thought you could have gotten out of guys – uh, fantasy wise on the Dolphins. Hi, that's me. I started a lot of Dolphins this week. Uh, throw it out the window. It sucks. Unless your name's Devontae Parker. Uh, Miles Gaskin didn't touch the ball enough. It was a negative game script. Fitzpatrick decided to run the ball six times today. That's pretty cool. It's almost like you got a mobile quarterback uh, sitting on the bench. <laughs> Maybe you should put him in because I'm dying and I hate this team because every single game they do the same thing. They get down, they come back, they give me hope. Then they, they blow it, and then they get close, and then they lose. And it makes me cry. I hate being a Dolphins fan. Help me. I'm going insane. All right. So from the Dolphins receiving perspective, the big kind of, like, thing going into this game was that the Seahawks were allowing, like, the best receiving lines of all time to, like, uh, opposing receivers. So Devontae Parker gets it done in this game if you started him. 12 targets, 10 receptions, 110 yards, any kind of PPR league, and he definitely performed for you. Isaiah, I know, I just saw that too. Is that IU? Was that IU? Yeah. yeah, it was IU. That was a great play. Anyway, uh, Isaiah Ford gets 10 targets in this one. I'm not overly excited about that. He's kind of just their slot receiver. Miles Gaskin gets a couple receptions in this game. Uh, Preston Williams, only one catch. And Mike Kosicki, only one catch. Like, not great. I thought they were going to probably have better games than that. And then from the Seattle receiving perspective, DK Metcalf um, nearly had like an unbelievable touchdown play and uh Tyler Lockett was fairly quiet in this one to be honest yeah um it just hurts I don't want to keep talking about them they make me sad yeah Uh, we can we can breeze through the rest of this game if you want Chris Carson had a great day on the ground even though he was coming in questionable for this game he had a great day on the ground Dolphins should have won this game and if you want to run a quarterback six times in the Dolphins system, can we put in the mobile quarterback that we spent, I don't know, a third round, uh, the, the number three pick on? Uh, you know, I, number five, I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like spitballing here. Maybe we're just throwing out wacky thoughts. Maybe we should have kept Rosen or something. Maybe maybe I'm just fucking wild. Uh, I already dropped the F-bomb a couple times today. We're feeling electric. I hate the Dolphins. I want to be a part of a new fan base until they start to, and then I want to go back. So, Yep, makes sense. 
Speaking of being a part of a new fan base, um, I saw a different Tampa Bay Buccaneers team than I've ever seen in my life today, which um, 38-31, the win over the Chargers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the last 15 years that I've watched, there's no fucking way they win this game. Like, the fact that they won this game is it's Tom Brady. Like, that's why they won this game. Five touchdowns. He threw a pick six, but five touchdowns. 369 yards, five touchdowns, all to different receivers. On the ground, Ronald Jones had 20 carries for 111 yards. And through the air, Ronald Jones had nine targets. So my biggest takeaway from this one, obviously, is that Ronald Jones with Fournette out is an RB2. Like, you can start him as an RB2, which is basically what I thought he was going to be, but this kind of confirms it. Keyshawn Vaughn had a couple nice plays in this game. My hope is that Keyshawn Vaughn replaces LaShawn McCoy's role because LaShawn McCoy nearly got got Tom Grady killed. In the, in the pocket, and he also just looks way too slow to be playing football now. Yeah. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn's good at blocking, uh, period. I think that's a huge thing for Bruce Arians. Let's start actually using that guy to do that. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about in their backfield is there was a few drop balls that I was not loving. Um, yeah. Jones. Uh, if he drops one, he, he gets in his head. When he drops a pass, he's just like – oh man, I can't drop this one. And you could tell like after that, he's like really trying to catch it. It's like, there was one catch he made where he was focusing on the ball so long that he got drilled after he caught it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of tough. Mike Evans showed up today. Hi, nice to meet you, Mike. We haven't seen yeah. you all year. Um, Scotty Miller. Play him. I bet, bet, bet you won't when Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are healthy, play him. You won't. Um, OJ Howard got hurt. That's pretty big. Um, I'm not really huge on Gronk. We talked before. I was like, this may be a great chance to like sell him because there's still a lot of options in this backfield. I don't think anyone's going to pay high for him though because he had a bad game in this one. People might be like kind of excited because OJ and what they're saying is that OJ tore his Achilles. So he'll, he'll be out for the year with that. I think, I don't think Gronk is a sell high candidate because he, he didn't have a good game. Like, and also he just, he hasn't done well thus far this season. I have a feeling Gronk is actually more of like just like a hold if you have him because I don't think anyone's going to be willing to pay you like an over like an overly egregious amount of shit for for Gronk. So, I mean, he definitely sees a boost with OJ going down. He's he's going to be the primary tight end one now. Cameron Brate is not a thing. Don't ask me about Cameron Brate. Um, on the Charger side of things, another big injury in this one. Austin Eckler uh, went out in this game with what honestly when I saw it, I was like he tore his ACL. Like that looked like he tore his ACL. Uh, what they're calling it is a hamstring injury or a, a hyperextension of his knee. So, I mean, my guess is that he'll be out three to four weeks if that's what it is, but I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. We'll have to get official word from like people on Twitter and stuff who actually like do this and know uh, all this stuff. Obviously, if you listen, if you didn't listen to me and you did start Justin Herbert, he definitely came through for you in this one, 290 yards, three touchdowns, couple, um, couple rushing yards as well. He had a great game in this one, a couple huge bomb plays. Uh, that I was not expecting to see out of Justin Herbert. I expected the Bucks defense to absolutely lock him down in this one. But he's a beauty. He's really good. Yeah. He's good at football. Um, and anyone that wants to tell me, yeah, I Justin Herbert is my quarterback one. No, like, you didn't. Stop lying to yourself. You didn't. This is ex- unexpected. Good for him. You just need to pat him on the back. Don't take credit for, oh, yeah, I saw Justin Herbert break out. Stop lying to yourself. You don't need that. Be better. Um, no one saw this coming, and props to him for proving people wrong. Uh, cause a lot of people were doubting them, but like, he shouldn't even play this year. You know, I was hearing that. So good for him. Um, a bunch of really no name players were catching deep ball touchdowns for him. So that's <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, this is what happens when Mike Williams disappears, uh, for a week. Uh, 
Someone else is going to catch the deep ball, and it really could have been good for him if he was in that situation, but he wasn't. So Guyton and, and Johnson, good for them, I guess. Pick them up. You won't. Um, don't do yeah. it, actually. Don't do it. Hunter Henry hurt my feelings, though. I will say yeah. that. Keenan Allen is, is asserting himself as a consistent, like, top 15 receiver in PPR with Justin Herbert. We saw him struggle a bit with Tyrod Taylor early on. But, uh, yeah, man, Keenan Allen's just getting targets out the wazoo. So, absolutely no hesitancy on Keenan Allen going forward. Yeah, Eckler and Keenan Allen. Hi, welcome to Fantasy Production again. Uh, Thank you, Tyrod, for uh, your service in burying these guys. Um, But they're back, and you can't do anything about it. Uh, I hope your lungs are okay, though, seriously. I I don't know what that situation was. I'm pretty sure it was the Chargers medical staff sabotaging so that they can get some more productivity from the quarterback position. That's just a rumor. We can jump to the next game if we want, if there's anything else you want to touch on. No, no, let's go into the next game. So 31 to 17 for the Baltimore Ravens over the Washington football team. It was not even remotely as close as that score would indicate. Uh, The Ravens pretty much controlled this one the entire way through Lamar Jackson only threw the ball 21 times. He actually was taken out of the game and for Robert Griffin, the third, because they were killing them so much. Um, yeah, but Lamar Jackson, 193 yards, two touchdowns and, and interception. He had a huge uh, run for like 50 yards and a touchdown. He definitely came through for you if you played him, which you obviously did because he's Lamar Jackson. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. Like the, the Ravens backfield is an absolute travesty right now. Like there, there is no value in any of these guys until someone gets hurt. Like that is the reality of the situation. And it's more to that. I would say – it's going to be hard to see value from any of them until two people get hurt. <laughs> Unless it's Lamar, Lamar's going to get his touches. You can't have a three-back system. Tell me you want to start someone in Detroit. Tell me. Tell me you're comfortable starting one consistently. You aren't. You aren't in the Ravens' backfield either. The exact same situation to me, except Matt Stafford can't run. Lamar can. That's taking away chances. This is terrible. I mean, Gus Edwards is seeing like, ridiculous amount of touches but like who cares he's not productive with it he's not getting in the end zone ingram will get in the end zone one week then in comes dobbins and he'll get he, dobbins will probably get in the end zone next week play him you're gonna hate yourself don't do it um mark andrews did what he did put up two touchdowns doing literally nothing so good for him i mean that's just like what he's gonna do every week he's gonna give you a touchdown why not i mean he's gonna catch the ball three times but two of them will be touchdowns that's what he does so there you go yeah And I mean, maybe people don't see this as a great thing for Hollywood Brown. I think Hollywood Brown definitely bounced back in this game with four, uh, eight targets, four receptions, 86 yards. That's about what I expect from Hollywood Brown on a weekly basis. Maybe he gets into the end zone. Maybe he doesn't, but overall, I think Hollywood Brown had a pretty good game from the Washington side of things. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is just a dumpster fire of a quarterback. Antonio Gibson. Hello. Um, no, he, he was great from a receiving perspective, not so much on the ground. He had 13 carries, 46 yards and a touchdown on the ground, but he had five targets, four receptions, 82 yards through the air, including a long of, uh, 40. So, yeah. I mean, I believe JD McKissick still did out snap him in this game, but it is very encouraging to see that his, his volume and his role is increasing like, like inch <laughs> by inch. Yeah, uh, well, when, when you need two running backs to be your number two and number three wide receiver, this team sucks. They're so bad. I, I, yeah. You know, it's like I question how much is on Haskins and how much isn't, um, but I believe a good chunk is on him. A lot. Is, I, I think if, if Alex Smith was the quarterback, this is a much better team. That's fair. McLaurin, Assuming he's the Alex Smith that we, we saw last. Yeah, McLaurin's going to be great. 
apparently he's just going to just always just do something. I mean, this is a really good secondary, so I was figuring the running backs were going to have to get involved for this. I'm offense. actually kind of surprised McLaurin did as well as he did, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I thought the running backs were going to have to be the core reason this team even did anything today. Um, and yeah, McLaurin looked pretty good. So good for him. Um, God, I really hate that. You've got to hate starting a Washington player. I have him in one league and I hate that I have to play him, but you know, he had a good day. So what, what am I yelling at? Yeah. I think Antonio Gibson is still a solid buy low candidate, to be honest. I know he's probably not going to, it's probably gonna be harder to buy him low now that he had a big game like that. But I, I do think he's still, he's going to just continue to gain value over the season, in my opinion. Like, so I, I do think 13 carries this week and, and, and five targets, 18 opportunities a week is something you can definitely work with. That is like back end RB two numbers. And I think you're going to be more, more and more comfortable starting them as the weeks go on. And I believe the Washington's uh, uh, schedule actually does ease up a little bit. They had a couple rough uh, defenses to play in the last couple of weeks. So I think it does ease up a bit On to the next game. We have the Cardinals and the Panthers. I mean, this really didn't go as the way I expected it to be honest, like 31 uh, 21 for the Panthers. Well, yeah, uh, the Cardinals were really down in this game. I think it was like 28 to seven at one point, Kyler Murray had a good game, like on paper, kind of, I guess like 31, he had 31 attempts for only 133 yards, like just absolutely no, um, yardage for whatever reason. Only three. T- well, he had three touchdowns, but the yardage just wasn't there. Yeah, they missed their flight. Uh, they're still in Arizona. I mean, there must have been something wrong with the planes getting them over to Carolina. But that was a that was an issue. They didn't show up, um, which is not going to win you games. I'm tired of Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I am too. I'm tired of it. This is not fun. This, this is, is not a buy low candidate anymore, in my it's opinion. Not a situation where it's like, oh, but Edmonds is just getting more touches. Boy, we have to wait for Edmonds to get away. No, he's like, he's just not going to be involved. And DeAndre Hopkins looks rough. I mean, I don't know how much of this game I can just say throw it away, but I mean, this should have been a game where they just they just ran the Panthers at least offensively. And the, the the concerning thing for Drake is that he had zero targets, zero. Like we thought he was going to be this like three down workhorse when in fact he's like the two down banger who has no goal line work because Kyler takes it all away. And Chase Edmonds is the third down back. This is like, this is kind of a messy situation. Like Kenyon Drake is like, I remember going into this week, he was like a RB six and ECR or something. I'm like, what has he done to deserve this? Yeah. Well, he played the Panthers, and he did nothing to prove that. And he played the Lions last week, and he did nothing against them either. These are, like, two of the worst run defenses in the league he's played the last two weeks. This dude is, like, RB20 territory right now. Like, this is where he needs to be ranked. I don't agree at all. with If he's ECR, like, 12 next week, I'm going to have him significantly lower than that. And he should. It's well-deserved. And it's not even, like, one of those situations where we're just, like, we're punishing him. He's just not getting the volume. And it's not I – don't, I don't really even know how much is on him and how much isn't. But either way, you can't, you can't feel comfortable playing him. <sighs> on the other side of things – Speaking could, of getting the volume. <laughs> speaking of getting the volume, hi, Mike Davis, how are you? Hi, Robbie Anderson, how are you? Like, these guys, they're here. Uh, Teddy B thinks Robbie Anderson's the one. DJ Moore, who are you? Nick Mullins takes a huge sack. I feel bad. That's my boy. Um, yeah, but Robbie Anderson – I can't tell people to sell him anymore. He's actually good. I mean, I wasn't telling anyone to sell him before. I I thought he was like the one B in this offense. I I kind of agreed that, yeah, like Robbie Anderson's a thing this year. He's like a, 
like a top 20, top 30 receiver right now. Like he, he's pretty good. DJ Moore, man. I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie, but this was a tough matchup. He was being shadowed by Patrick Peterson. We kind of should have expected a down game in this one, but yeah. that's kind of why Robbie Anderson is playing well is because DJ Moore has taken the heat so far. He's kind of like playing the AJ green role. He's not going to be taking heat next week, though, because they play Atlanta. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy that. I feel like Atlanta is just like a field day for everyone. It's just like, you know, it's like the Friday fun day, you know, back in elementary school. You just get excited because you're just like, all right, we get to be outside. You get to play Atlanta. Enjoy that. Uh, if you get to go to Atlanta, it's a nice city. I've been. So it's like, you know, you get, you, you get your little fun, and then you get to not take the game as seriously and trample Atlanta. So, you know, it's like a field trip for everyone. That's what playing Atlanta is like. Hopefully, DJ Moore gets back on track. Mike Davis, stop. Please stop. Because he's getting remarkable, remarkably more volume than Christian McCaffrey was. Like, what is this? Like, I'm Not more volume. He's getting similar volume to Christian similar, McCaffrey. But, like, <laughs> I don't like that. I, I'm agitated because I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and jump on the Mike Davis train because I hate him. And when McCaffrey comes back, I'm going to be happier. <sighs> Life's tough for me. This was a bad week for me. I had a bad week. I'm yeah, you hate to see it. Anyway, on to the Vikings and the Texans. Ouch. sort of – the Minnesota Vikings win this game 31 to 23. I mean, I don't really like, I'm trying to think of what takeaways other than Dalvin cook looked unstoppable in this game, the way he played, like the stat line isn't like, well, it is really good, but like it doesn't actually properly depict how dominant Dalvin cook was in this game. Like every time I watched a Dalvin cook touch, he probably broke four or five tackles for every five yards that he got. Texans are the 32nd best run defense. So we'll say that. I, I'm just putting that out there because that's that's fair. Everyone's going to do this to them. Um, my takeaways are, uh, number one, Kirk Cousins didn't forget about Justin Jefferson. Okay. Nope. Good. I'm glad he didn't. Number two, the Dolphins have the Texans' first-round pick, and they're 0-4 right now, and I am gleaming – I am very excited to be owning their number one pick because the Dolphins may finish with a better record than the Texans. So that is the only thing I enjoyed about this week. The rest was hell, and I'm not having fun. But that was a really good bright spot for me, so I'm happy that the Texans stuck. Good for them. Yeah, and if you were worried about Adam Thielen, you shouldn't have been because he's, I mean, he's a lot, like 10 targets, eight receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. If you were worried about him, we need to have a talk. That's a joke. And someone who I am a little worried about is David Johnson. Now that Duke Johnson is back, uh, David Johnson, 16 carries, 63 yards, uh, two targets, or sorry, three targets, two receptions, 29 yards. I mean, he's a low end, like running back two now. Like he's like RB, he's going to be RB 20 to 24 for me strictly because of volume. But I mean, if he continues to be ineffective, he's going to start seeding work. Maybe it's just pass catching work at first, but eventually Duke Johnson is going to get more involved. And I mean, I, I already, at the beginning of the season, when he came out week one and he looked good, I was like, all right, guys, I admit defeat. I was wrong about David Johnson. I don't know. Maybe I was right this whole time because he doesn't really look that good. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about guys who don't look that good that probably had some hype in the off season. Brandon Cooks. Cooks, where were you? <laughs> Donut. I, you know how many, you know how many leagues I started a Brandon Cooks who put up literally zero points this week? Oh yeah. I started him in a couple leagues too. I don't, I don't know anymore. See, maybe I should just quit because, like, this is so – I had such a bad week. And it, it's, it's deserved because I have won out – like, I went 6-0 and last week. I went 4-2 and the past – the weeks before that. 
And then I went one and five this week in my leagues. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that. That was me last week, dude. I went one and seven last week. And I also lost all my bets. Like everything. I went 0 for seven on bets last week. So I like, I was bad lot. This week I'm like six. I think I'm, I think I'm five and two in my leagues and I didn't make any bets. Wisely. Brandon Cook's like, I was like, please start him. It, it, like, I don't, I don't even know what to say to the fans anymore. I apologize, I guess. I mean, how do you not – that's on him. We need to have a talk with Brandon Cooks. You don't need to have a talk with me. Go talk to Brandon Cooks. He's an issue. What the hell? Like, zero receptions. I know he had some targets, but, like, come on. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller, on the other hand, had a great game. He actually was kind of robbed of a touchdown at the end of the game. If you saw that uh, play, he kind of, like – I don't know. It looked like he caught it to me, to be honest. I, I didn't think that was like incomplete. They called it incomplete because he didn't maintain control through the ground or whatever, but it yeah. actually did look like he caught that. And he, his stat line would have been pretty monstrous had he, had he come down with that one. Yeah. In a situation where we don't have the Texans first round pick, he got robbed, uh, but we do. And that was a fair call. The refs are doing their job. They're just trying their best. Um, so great call on the refs end. Um, was this one of the weird games where someone was going for two for no reason? Yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, but the analytics play is to go for two or whatever. It's like, all right. Go for two so you can win the game later. I'm like, okay, so you don't – you miss it, and then you got to go for two in a high-tense situation where they're going to press you. I don't get that. That that happened in, like, three games. Like, why? It happened in the Cowboys game, too. They they just – they're like, it's the analytics. I'm like, can we stop that then? Like, oh, my God. Just watch film. Uh, Film beats analytics. Anyways, yeah, that's been a thing. But Watson – look nice um but you feel bad i don't think he signs with i don't think he signs with you so i mean this is not he a good already did did he oh shit he did yeah. <laughs> but he's trapped i'm sorry <laughs> good night buddy buddy's that's tough ah, well he chose that so all right so we could probably breeze through these next two games because they were just absolutely milk toast that's the only word i can use to describe them uh los angeles rams 17 new york giants 9 um daniel jones looked like steamy garbage in this one from what i saw of the game uh wayne gallman Devonte freeman Dion lewis like disgusting backfield absolutely no part of this do i want um from the wide receiver perspective uh evan ingram again another like dud for evan ingram despite seeing elite volume evan ingram has gotten the volume that most tight ends only dream of thus far this season and he's done absolutely nothing with it correct uh that sucks for him i have him in a league it didn't work the analysis going into this season was always like when evan ingram's on the field he's great but he can't stay on the field he's been on the field and he has not been great and uh speaking of not being great darius slayton man despite that week one blow up performance he's been kind of bad for the last three weeks so um he's going to be taking a significant down uh, he's going to be going significantly down a peg for the rest of the season for me. I think he's going to be a guy you want to be like, hey, should I start him this week, every week? Yeah. Golden Tate looked good fighting Ramsey. Not in the game, though. <laughs> yeah, there was actually like a, a full-on like brawl at the end of this game. Yeah, you'll love to see it. Golden Tate and uh, Jalen Ramsey. What a what a gift. Jalen Ramsey against anyone that, you know, has a personality. Jeez, it's over. Uh, you're going to see a fist fight. Um, Jalen Ramsey, is he's something else, isn't he? Um, but they get the win. Uh, Ram, okay, let's go to the Rams side of things. Jared Goff kind of has a bit of a disappointing game, in my opinion. I thought he was going to have a much bigger game in this one. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't say I didn't warn you. Mike uh, had on our trade targets video this past week. Daryl Henderson is a sell high candidate. 
Yeah. Why? Because Are, the Rams have said it over and over again. We want to be a committee of a backfield. They're running the ball at an extremely high rate. I'm pretty sure this game was over in two hours and 45 minutes. Like the, both of these teams were like, let's just run the ball, finish this game. I want to go home. Like that was this game, right? Like Absolutely. no one wanted to play this game, throw the ball, like nothing. It, it yeah. seemed like it was over so fast. And I mean, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods kind of did their thing. Seven targets for each of them. Robert Woods had a bit of a disappointing game, but we kind of expected that going up against James Bradbury and shadow coverage. Cooper Cup did pretty much what I thought he would do. Maybe a little bit more is what I've expected out of him. But uh, Tyler Higby, a bit of a down game too. I'm not really worried about him. But yeah, the biggest takeaway is definitely the backfield and the fact that it is not Daryl Henderson. It is not Malcolm Brown. It is not Cam Akers. It is all of the above. Yeah. Um, I would actually take this chance to sell Cam Akers because what it looks like from the outside is, oh, they just can't figure out who their guy is. No, when Cam Akers comes back, he will see seven to eight to nine touches and he'll be right in the situation with the other two. And I don't think he's ever going to like, when he comes back, they're not going to be like, oh, thank God our number 52 overall pick is back. Like, let's just give him all the workload. Like, no, these guys are playing okay. Like Henderson and and Malcolm Brown, they're going to just like give each of them eight carries and like two receptions each. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're playing. Okay. I would say, um, yeah, I'm ready to jump off of this. Yeah. Let's get off this game. Indianapolis Colts, 19 Chicago bears, 11. Oh, just gross. This game was like hard to watch from what I found. I'll say when I saw the four o'clock stretch, I knew I'm going to be disinterested the entire time. And my connection to it was, I was so uninterested the entire time. It was horrible. I mean, Bears, Colts, Giants, and Rams. I mean, the Bills and Raiders were kind of exciting, but like these two, the first two, I mean, these two, they're awful. They're awful. I mean, I have to see Phillip Rivers and Nick Foles try and put together a game. I mean, it was terrible. Jonathan Taylor, that's it. Okay, we got to stop ranking Jonathan Taylor in the top, like, seven. Like, people are just like, oh, he's Nick Chubb. No, he's not. Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL from a a rushing perspective. Yes. I, I think he is. I think pure ball carrying ability. Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. And Jonathan Taylor looks like a rookie. Like he doesn't look like the, like an elite ball carrier. Like he was at Wisconsin. He's a volume hog. He is, he's getting a lot of volume and he'll probably continue to get a lot of volume, but he's not an RB one. He's like a, he's like a low, like a probably a mid mid RB two right now. Can he get there? Sure. Cause he has all the talent in the world, but the game needs to slow down for him big time. From a receiving perspective, as I've often said, I don't want anything to do with this passing game, and specifically T.Y. Hilton. I know a lot of people were like, oh, T.Y. Hilton's a great play this week against Chicago. No, he's not, because Phillip Rivers can't hit the broad side of a barn. He, lo- he looks completely washed. I don't want any of his receiving options unless Paris Campbell comes back, because that's the only guy that has proven that he looks worthy of being owned in fantasy. Yeah, I actually I have a, I have a serious question for you that I, I wouldn't have asked like four weeks ago. Who do you think we see first? You think we see Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason, or Tua first? I'm serious. That's a serious question. <laughs> okay, no, we're going to see Tua soon. So take him out of there. But I, I do think we're going to see Jacob Eason before we see Jalen Hurts. Okay. And when you do, in Dynasty Leagues, go get Pittman. Because apparently he's not looked at as a number one. And he's if he's on the field with Eason, I guarantee you they're getting all the team two reps. Yeah. That's possible. a Dynasty guy. Because right now he's done nothing. Um, so you may actually be able to get him for a steal. Cause I was seeing him going in second rounds in dynasty leagues. So that's pretty nice. Uh, the bears look great, <laughs> man. The bears are going to get thrashed by the bucks on Thursday night this week. They're going to get destroyed. 
The last time we played Nick Foles, we got him benched uh, in Jacksonville. So I have a feeling it's going to happen again. Like, I think they're going to bench him. We're going to kill them so much that Nick Foles is going to get benched and they're going to have Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback again. And this is when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. That is the rule. And it's very, it's proving very true in Chicago. They have the worst quarterback situation in the NFL right now. David Montgomery, just completely ineffective on the ground. If you guys want a good laugh, if you were on the live stream this morning, you heard that Danny bet me straight up David Montgomery versus Joe Mixon, who would have more fantasy points. I think it's safe to say I won that. David Montgomery, like, he's a volume guy. Like, that's what he is. Like, he, he gets volume. He, he got phased out of the game script in this one. But, man, like, he's going to have games like this because his offense isn't good. If he had, I don't know, even if, he, if they signed Jameis Winston, I bet this offense would be miles better than it is right now. And it would probably be actually exciting to watch. And they're not exciting to watch right now. Yeah, uh, Ted Ginn caught more balls uh, today in Chicago than he ever caught in New Orleans, so maybe that's a bright spot. He caught two uh, just for the laugh. Um, Darnell Mooney, <laughs> yeah, go pick him up. No, sure. dude. Oh, um, hello, Devo Samuel. Yeah, oh, gosh. what a. Oh, yeah. I didn't think he was actually going to be productive today. Yeah, welcome to the other game that was absolutely just terrible today and uh no one really wanted to pay attention to please please let us go to the next game please yeah uh only thing that i have to say is i mean alan robinson is situation proof because he is it's true continuing to perform let's get him a real quarterback hopefully trey lance or whoever is the i i'm willing to bet i here's a bold statement right now they want they're three and one right now i bet they win one more game for the rest of the year the chicago bears yeah, no, we were slating them to lose. Like f- I thought, I thought their ceiling was like six game, six wins. Yeah, no, they're not good. I, honestly, I hope they move some guys for picks. Like it, I, I think this this team needs a complete revamp. Like if they went for like a Justin Fields type, where they're getting a mobile guy that that can make moves, I think it opens up for David Montgomery. Mitch Trubisky's a mobile guy. The problem is he can't throw. Yeah, wait, who <laughs> who did you mention? Pardon. Who'd you mention? Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky is a mobile guy. It's not like they don't have a mobile guy in house. He just can't throw. He's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, he's a complete nightmare. Anyway, let's stop talking about this godforsaken game. Thank you. Anyway, the Buffalo Bills, 30 points. The Las Vegas Raiders, 23. The 4-0 Buffalo Bills, led by Josh the Stallion Allen. Absolutely insane how the, the step that this dude's taken in his career. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous to me. And I actually, like... Part of my Diggs analysis, because I'm going to continue to take Diggs' victory laps because he's going to continue to prove me right. Stephon Diggs, we've seen how important he was to Minnesota, and thank God for Justin Jefferson because he is playing well and he's he's, kind of sliding into that role, but Diggs has made this offense exciting. Oh, yeah. No, this was a this was a team you didn't really want fantasy. You you went no one in – oh, my gosh, Kittle. You don't want fantasy – from the Bills. This was a, a just a thing last year. You were like, ah, I don't want to. I'll take anything. John Brown, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I made the mistake of playing again. <laughs> oh, geez. Stop. That's like crack cocaine to me. Is I'll just start John Brown occasionally. Got to stop that. Sleeper, why are you projecting this guy to get 13 points? I don't need to see that. Um, <laughs> that's giving me too much confidence. But, yeah, Stephon Diggs is, is a lecher. I hope this team grabs another wide receiver. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some contract issues with Beasley and Brown. There's no way they're there longer. Maybe Gabriel Davis steps into that. But if they spent like a second round pick on like a really good wide receiver, or Serrat incoming, if they spend a first round pick on Kyle Pitts, 
how fun that team would be. I would I, buy it. I don't know if Josh Allen's a tight end guy. But Kyle Pitts isn't a tight end. Kyle Pitts is like, he'll go on the side. He's Gusecki, but like I, better. I mean, he's better. But anyways, we can, we can talk about guys you probably don't even know because you're like, I'm just here for fantasy implications. Speaking of fantasy implications, Josh Jacobs looked so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not the greatest. Spe- uh, let's talk about Singletary first. Singletary, Very as true. we've often said, when I, did Moss even play? I thought Moss was supposed to play in this game. Well, we all think things. Now, he, he came in questionable, and he was not active. Yeah, all right. So when, Sing, when Moss is the only – or when Singletary is the only guy in the backfield, he's going to get volume. He, he looked pretty good in this game, but, um, yeah. I mean, he had a decent stat line. So we, we can talk about Jacobs. Jacobs, I'm not worried about at all. If, you, if someone is, go get him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, back-to-back, what, rough weeks? What, last week was the Patriots. Yeah, that was a very tough week. Uh, Patriots Bills is not really good stretch. Uh, you never want those two back to back because they'll probably eat you alive. Um, Rip Josh Jacobs, please go trade for him. He's going to be in my trade targets video um, that I do with uh, another channel. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely putting Josh Jacobs down. Darren Waller, yeah, this is what happens when you don't single him out. Uh, Patriots. When you don't play Bill Belichick, then you're good. Yeah. Patriots did it and they locked him down. You <laughs> imagine know. actually like just. What a novel concept. I'll keep saying it. Taking away the team's best option, which to be fair, the Bills did because their best option is Josh Jacobs. So they did take him away. But uh, Hunter Renfro, I mean, that one catch he made, man, like that was like pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. There's no way if you picked 20 guys out of a lineup being like, who can make this catch? Hunter Renfro is the very last person you would pick. And this dude just good, man. Like everyone wants to hate on him that he looks like an accountant and like like he he just does not look like a football player at all but he's just good that's just all i can say about hunter renfro he's a good football player yeah uh yeah i mean that i don't know if it really loved lit up to the lived up to the expectations of being the best four o'clock game because i'll be honest with you the the colts and bears and and what is it the uh giants and rams we weren't expecting much from but I, I would say it was all right. It was definitely a you're going to fall asleep during the 4 o'clock game situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got distracted. I played some weekend league. Yeah, yeah it was it was tough. Um, this whole week was tough matchup-wise. Tomorrow should be good. Next week. Yeah, but tomorrow, tomorrow, exactly. Tomorrow should be good, Patriots and Chiefs. No Cam, though, I uh, don't believe, right? No. No, yeah, so he's – he's uh, hell. We may Ryan see hell. tomorrow, though. I, see, that's the thing, is we may see the Packers and Chiefs just completely run – um, just run the game with with just issues on the other team's side, the Patriots and the Falcons. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, that's that'll do it from us. Uh, we've definitely done a good job of keeping these a bit shorter than they were earlier on in the season. I think we kept that one under an hour, so that's pretty good. Uh, I want to encourage you guys to hit the button that looks like this. If you enjoyed this video, comment any of your your thoughts down below. Who disappointed you this week? Who, I mean, probably Joe Mixon, but who was awesome for you this week? Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Hit the bell icon uh, so you're notified anytime we go live, anytime we uh, post videos. Check out all of our affiliates and all that kind of stuff. Patreon in the description. Peace out, guys, and enjoy your Monday.